there's someone you should read. Good morning, afternoon, evening, however this finds you. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're just having our guest today. We're going to take a little pause on Loki and Marvel. Long story short, if I'm being honest with you, fame has gotten to Vince's head just a little bit. Actually, a lot of it. And we just had to part ways due to creative differences. Essentially, things were said, things were thrown, uh, profanities were shouted, hearts were broken. But now we're here. We wish Vince nothing but the best. Is that what you're supposed to say? Yeah, good luck. Good luck with all that, man. By the way, totally kidding about about that. That is totally not the case. Vince is going to be back, and he's going to be better than ever next week because we got a lot of Marvel nerd stuff to throw at you. It's going to be basically a whole weekend of, of Marvel because we have the penultimate episode of Loki, and then we got a little movie that's finally coming out finally releasing into theaters and on disney plus that is black widow it's finally finally here we're gonna break down both of them and we're just gonna have we're just gonna have a good old time I'm gonna have a lot of fun it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good episode but for today we have an amazing conversation that just needed an episode of its own you know some kids grow up looking up their sports heroes, the, you know, athletes in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Well, one of my sports heroes, he grew up right in my own backyard in College Station, Texas, and I just can't wait for you to meet him. His name's Chase. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was just my only regret during this interview is I had the perfect send-off. Teed up. I had this great Texas rap lyric ready to just send off, send us home off into the sunset and then just in classic uh, Josh Mott style I just completely butchered it and just yeah just tripped at the finish line so have fun listening to that part if you have a good time follow us on our new Twitter page at TSYSM podcast or just search there's someone you should meet and it'll be the first one up there hit us with a like Hit us with a subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you may listen. And yeah, enjoy the show. Well, um, laters on the minge. All right, my friends, there's someone you should meet. My guest today is someone I looked up to quite a bit in my childhood, and I'm so excited to have him on. He and my older brother were best friends and the funniest people I knew, honestly, growing up. He's also just one of one of the best athletes that I ever got to watch in person. He was a three-sport athlete and still the only person I know that was drafted by the MLB 
despite baffingly making the varsity team only during his senior year, but we'll get into that uh, in, a, in a bit. He earned all, right. all he earned all Southland Conference honors at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. He played he played in the farm system for the San Diego Padres. Now he's trying to make his way in the coaching world. In certain circles, he's known by his alias Shredder. <laughs> but, but to, Correct, brother. But but to many, he is our good friend, Mister Chase Williams. My man. <laughs> Thanks for my man. On. I like that intro, brother. I appreciate it, man. One hundred percent shredder. Yeah. If there's one thing I want to get right, I just want to get the intro. I want to get the intro down. Just let. Yeah. Every everyone needs their their proper their proper spotlight. Well, I hey, I was flattered by you saying what you said in the beginning, dude. So I really appreciate that, brother, man. Ooh, you were y'all had a y'all had a hit y'all had a hit album at seventeen years old at. <laughs> In high album. school, yeah, you, y'all, y'all, <laughs> dude, we were crazy, bro. Hey, that, that was, no, go ahead. I was gonna say y'all were y'all were just y'all were breaking barriers. Y'all were trend y'all were trend setting. There, <laughs> there is nothing like it. I I still remember y'all being in our TV room, <laughs> creating, creating the uh, creating those songs. But uh, I never right. I never got to hear about what how it was like actually selling and distributing all the CDs throughout the school. What was that like making? And for listeners out there, um, if you know, you know, um, they're the, the most, probably the most popular underground rap, rap group. <laughs> I know. The and, that's, click. and that's the, and that's the O3 click. The um, O3 click. Oh goodness. So they, uh, uh, they were yeah, in the, they were at the, the apex of the chopped and screwed, uh, <laughs> uh, screwed all that underground crazy stuff bro man so no, we were uh we were just a product of our time dude i mean you know actually me and your brother and a couple other people we'll we'll reminisce and uh we'll bring it up from time to time uh the funnier part is what we talk about is and of course we sound like old people is if we had you know the tools and the you know the resources that these kids have nowadays you know I mean, by the time we were in seventh and eighth grade and where, you know, MTV influences us and, you know, whatever a show and whatever, you know, songs out. I mean, our little group, aside from being athletes, you know, um, and I won't try to go too in depth so they don't think we're crazy out there. But uh, there was a popular TV show out called Jackass. And so uh, mm -hmm. I think you remember a couple of times of us starting, to, uh, I guess so to speak, venture into production and action or, you know, actors and things of that nature. So uh, just from the beginning and then going into 03 Click, I mean, really, we're just kids just trying to have some fun. I mean, uh, you know, the hip hop scene at the time was very big, uh, especially in our in our little area where we were, you know, I guess uh, paying attention to more so. So uh, just some kids trying to have some fun. So I, I figured if we grew up in this in this time, I mean, we would have tried to uh, make YouTube prior to uh, us doing anything else. So who's, who's who, I mean, there's no telling, but uh, yeah, that was the fun that we had and the take from it. I know it's, it still blows my mind to uh, say things like, well, back in the day in 2001 or something like that, that still just know, feels right? like yesterday <laughs> to me, but I it's know, getting right? further, further and further away. And yeah, I, I think about that. Uh, my brother, my brother, uh, uh, Zach for the, uh, for the listeners, yeah, he would he would create your beats, and I feel like he just he downloaded some 
foreign program that probably gave our computer like four or five viruses um, <laughs> in, the, oh boy, Zach, Zach in the product. He's trying, man. He's great. <laughs> but, uh, and I still, I still to this day, my, my all time, my all time favorite that was a favorite in y'all's, y'all's group. Uh, I can't remember if it was either, it was either Swisher House, uh, Fat Bastard, one, or some of that group, but it was the song uh, Throwback. And the whole song mm-hmm. is talking about different, mm-hmm. throw, like all the different throwback jerseys. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, that was... I, I still can't find it. I like I'll go down well, a YouTube rab- rabbit hole every now and then, and I don't have any any luck. And so uh, when we get off of this call, I'll go ahead and uh, send that to you uh, via YouTube link. Yes. Uh, that is that is DSR throwback. <laughs> DSR, yes. DSR, <laughs> Dirty South Riders. Oh, uh, I... Texas stand up. Uh, what is that? Oh. Oak Cliff stand up, you know, so if anybody hears from that area, you know that you're up there, you know, so yeah, Oak Cliff, Dallas, uh, that, mm-hmm. that's from up there, DSR. Um, your brother and a couple of the cats down here uh, when we were into the Freestyle Kings and things of that nature, we ventured off to DSR just as far as listening purposes. And uh, I want to say your brother kind of put me on the DSR a little bit more than uh, my community at that time. And so uh, we kind of gravitated to it and uh, we really got really bigger into that song and all that other stuff uh you know when we started venturing out and meeting other people from other cities and we found out that you know dsr who it was who it was but yeah as far as uh you just keep bringing that up man that's even that's funny dude those were you know we were talking about the uh way that we had those cds uh made the other day and how often we make cds as opposed to nowadays you know just click and get it so did the school react react to it uh, like principals and staff i'm talking i'm talking about that they come down on it or was it just have, having fun um, i wouldn't say uh to be honest with you uh i'll just be real i don't i think we i don't want to say we got lucky but i think at our time let's see so we were in high school at 99 to 2003 so at our time uh we dodged a bullet uh to so to speak um for some of the content maybe out some of the material <laughs> that we you know and we were teenagers. We were in high school and dishing it out around. So the school, actually, to be honest with you, they kind of gravitated to it. Uh, you being a younger, being a younger brother to Zach and uh, me having my younger sister in school at that time, having a younger brother in junior high at the time, it kind of got out. And uh, amongst our class, it really got out. And uh, in the group, there was some kind of popularity, uh, you know, Zach, Travis Kling and some other guys like that. Me, I was kind of I played my role and stay in the back and do what I need to do and just have fun with it, trying to try to do my part. I mean, you know, I could be I could be speaking lightly on that and those other guys will say otherwise. But uh, yeah, dude, uh, I think the school took big popularity. But what I was or they took it, they took it to new heights. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was just really fun, to be honest with you, just guys hanging out on the weekends and uh, having some fun doing some other things aside from playing basketball, baseball, whatever. What I was getting at with overall if today compared to back in the day, um, again, if you hear it nowadays, you would go, all right, cool and funny, and you're going to laugh, and we'll be embarrassed, I'm sure. But, you know, uh, I'm glad it just didn't get in the hands of administrators and things of that nature. So <laughs> I'll say it. I'll keep it like that. <laughs> I do remember – Y'all senior year, it, uh, the the main principal was Miss Hester, and right. big big shout out to her because she was one of the goat principals. Because mm-hmm. I remember if there was just if like a if like one single toilet wasn't working, she'd be like, "Okay, school's out, we can't." Yeah, 
Let's get it done. <laughs> we can't do it. And I remember being right. so jealous because the year the year after Cameron she retired or moved on, but we had a new principal and it was never it was never the same again. So for like what my experience was for one year, it was just these wonderful, oh, school's out all the time. We and <laughs> <laughs> right. We just real lenient and all that, all that stuff, uh, man. Yes. But uh yeah, dude. Uh no, like I said, you're right. And and, and the staff and the administrators and things of that nature, but just just um just, you know, from our senior year and down, you know, you guys, I think the school was doing so well and just, you know, we were getting ready for so many accolades and things of that nature that it's not that they did, they didn't care, but they paid attention to that. And we weren't, you know, we weren't outcasts. So I figured if we were just full on outcasts or and I'm, I'm probably misspeaking or things of that nature, maybe the attention to the CD would have been drawn a little bit more. But um, again, and this is just my personal opinion, I think, you know, knowing what's going on today, and understanding the content that's out there, we kind of lucked out, you know, um, and, and the hands that got into and, you know, and our class kept it, our school kept it, you know, in-house, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was, in, it was fun. If any of those people listen to it nowadays, uh, we're all older now, they'll get a good laugh, you know? So, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. the uh, Consolidated took it well, class of 03 took it well. And the funnier part is we still got our younger siblings where every time I see somebody, you or anybody else, mm-hmm. somebody's going to mention Oh, three click and my name, my alias. So, oh, yes, it live, it lives on forever in the Travis Valley. So, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned the content on it just for everyone. Of course, the, the content and language on the, on these CDs was very family friendly. It was all about just having good, clean, having good, clean Correct. fun, um, with, with your friends, you know, going to the mall, things, of that, things of that nature. <laughs> That all high school kids ball, do. Things of that nature. Yes, know. very, very innocent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Um, I want to rewind a little bit before we get into that. So for a little bit of context for listeners, uh, we're talking about my brother. And College mm-hmm. Station, if you don't know, there's always a little nice little summer event in August that you see on ESPN. It's the Little League World Series. And yep. so my brother and there's well, there was one team in College Station that was one strike away from yep. going to Williamsport. It was a big deal in town. There's still a statue at the Little League Fields to this day yeah. with, with the roster. It took over the town for, for a summer, essentially. But yeah. that, all, that all was within one game of not even getting started because right. yours truly that's on the line with me. I'm just going to say yeah. he, he single-handedly just dominated this this all this all time college station team so it's the battle so college station they're split up in the two leagues it's a national league it's the american league uh my buddy chase he's on the american league my brother's on the national league they're in the championship Uh, if i believe i think american had to win had to win two and national had to win one or maybe it was best two out of three Um, i'm a little fuzzy there but the first game chase williams on the line here throws a complete game just dominates and then I'm trying to remember your stats at the plate well uh, as well because you you might have had a home run or at least just a bunch of RBIs. You're basically just led just led the team, put the team on your back. My and, man, dude, and, bringing and, me back to the and the, di- and, the dis- and the district championship came yeah. down to one game between the two college station leagues. Yeah, unfortunately, Chase could not pitch twice in a row. So unfortunately, <laughs> I appreciate so, so, so national <laughs> league. Took took the second game, took the the winner take all, and the rest is uh, the rest is history um, on there. 
amazing journey but it all it all could have been and i just i need i needed to give you your your proper due because i feel like you see these you you see these like sports maybe you know you 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 watch you know like an nba finals or a national championship and you'll see these amazing performances from the team that you know wasn't it wasn't able to win it win it all and it kind of gets it kind of gets pushed aside because you focus because you focus on the champion you know i think uh off the right top of my head i think of like the san antonio the san antonio spurs when they right 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 when they lost the heat uh and danny green had this uh, unbelievable like streak um, during yeah. the final, he would have easily been the finals MVP, but the final, but and he was shooting and, his and, butt and, uh, off, man. You kind of have to remind you kind of have to remind people of how amazing a run he had during during that finals. So I need to remind people <laughs> of, the <laughs> that Chase Williams, of the run that Chase Williams <laughs> happened. If you could take, if you could take me back, if you remember, I know this is going way, 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 way back, but no, if you can remember, good. if you can remember that that time in your life, what was it like? with the two big college station little league team. Cause at the time little league was, I feel like it was a much bigger deal back then. And I, you know, of course I don't keep up with it as much, much right. now because that would be uh, very inappropriate and weird. So, <laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> no, nah, nah, man. Uh, you said, you said, you said it, dude. Uh, first off, I, I appreciate you uh, of how you, how you observed us with that, man. Uh, as far as me, dude, I'm like, seriously, man. Um, Playing with your brothers, playing with your brother, and you know those guys growing up. You know we were we were a really good group of baseball players. When we got to that series, I mean, of course, I mean it was one of the most intense times. Uh, but it was so fun. We were young, so you know I look back at all the years I played baseball, getting the opportunities I got to play after high school, and those were the purest, most fun you know times that I had playing baseball, and. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget that game uh, that I pitched of just how many people were at the Little League field. You know, just how many people in the city came to watch us play, just knowing that your brother's team, the National, was full of all that talent. And we had some guys over on our side that were about to try to mess it up. And, uh, you know, it had a little town buzz. As far as me, though, um, you know, I was I was jealous. I was jealous. Um, I wanted I wanted to compete. And I wanted to beat I wanted to beat your brother's team. I wanted to beat the national team so bad, just so bad. It was it was it was that intense for me. I knew they were loaded and I just felt that I can compete with those guys, if not beat a lot of those guys. And and I would often think, you know, if I was on that squad, you know, you know, this is prior to them even getting that further, you know, but loving my American and all that. We had a year and it's funny you brought that up. It's great you brought that up the year before I got called up to the uh, called up. I got called to the All-Star team when I was 11, and uh, we went, um, we went, we went to Waco. And so, getting that experience right there, I was so hungry for just getting, getting an experience of winning and getting out there and seeing other places in Texas and you know playing there because you won. So the very next year, knowing that it was up on the line for us, you know, we were the, kind of the favorites, but knowing that y'all had, you know, y'all were stacked. Uh, so pretty much y'all were the favorites, you know, we, we won, we went far, but y'all, y'all were the favorites, you know, um, I went in just very intense one beat y'all so bad. And so when we didn't, I mean, I watched you, I watched your brother's team closely and just, you know, of course, hoping for the best, but just, you know, as a young kid, just knowing, you know, not learning 
about, you know, being humble a little bit, but just just knowing that you're you can beat some of these guys. You did beat some of these guys. Um, you can compete with these guys and getting to watch them at the highest level. You know, when they went to Florida or when they played Florida and they were uh, no, they went to Florida and they were playing Braden. Right. Yeah. Also, yeah. From Florida, they're playing. Mm-hmm, yeah, they're mm-hmm. playing. Right. And so uh, watching that game and just seeing my guys that and then your brother, like, you know, at that time, that's when me and Zach started probably hanging out, you know, up until high school, you know, religiously. So with that, and, and, and most of it was training baseball. You know, we were always outside tearing up that brick wall. So, I mean, we were baseball fanatics, dude. So uh, watching my friends get to have that experience, it kind of stuck with me forever all the way through, I want to say college baseball, dude. I just, I wanted, I wanted a level also that they got a taste of that. And Lily, you're right. It's so funny. Lily baseball nowadays, because the AAU circuit is taking so much from it. Uh, I still think it's prevalent. You know, it's a great tournament. I like to watch during August. But uh, I think it was just much more when we were younger. You know, I, I didn't understand the magnitude of it. The competitiveness of that overall and the magnitude in the town, it just pumped me up even that much more. And I was just much more confident at that time, even though I didn't even know anything about baseball. I was just playing the game. Most of all of us, we were still young, we were, you know, wet behind the ears with the game, but just the talent on the field. So, uh, yeah, dude, uh, to win that one game that we beat y'all. And then uh, the funnier part is in the future, you know, we got – future major leaguer Matt Langwell in the squad and a couple other got Justin Fisk who goes to, you know, so we have some guys on the squad too, but man, your brother's team was just too powerful, man. So talking about observing Zach, observing Zach's team, like that attitude, it's almost the 12 year old version of the last dance and MJ. Right. You know, brother. Being like, and that's, I took that personally. So yeah. <laughs> that's how I admit, <laughs> that's how I envisioned that, but you're right. It really yeah. was that, that time. I feel like at that age, that's, that was like the first it was like the first real exposure to like real athletic stakes because I feel like all the other sports you know with foot, football and basketball you have your city city leagues but you really just have right. the league and it's and it's done at the end and and that's and, it yeah yeah and little league was the only one of like there was actually a possible road where you could win a world right world champ, championship right and you're and you're right I remember that game like the the stands are full and then whole parents were lining the fences like around around and it really just it yeah. takes it took over the the town for for a couple for a couple of weeks so really it really did it's, make y'all feel you know like yeah. stars for for yeah bit. and what i what i took from that experience too you know i was i would often go back to that experience uh little league just in general uh whenever i was struggling in uh minor league ball college ball whatever and um i take away from that experience you're right all those people were there all that pressure wasn't nervous. It was probably, you know, you were, I was playing so pure, not, not a thought, just where's the next pitch? Where am I going to hit it? If there's a ball hit, I'm going to go catch it. You know, you're not playing in your head. You know, you don't slump when you're literally, you don't do things of that nature. So, and we were, you know, and I'll be humble, but hey, we were good. We were good. So it was just fun. It was fun at that time. It was a fun time just in general. And then that's another thing too, Josh, I want to talk about, uh, we were so competitive that we motivated, we motivated each other. So you had to come with it or else you were going to get done wrong on the field. You know, these guys were very good, man. Your brother's pretty good. All those guys were pretty good, man. So uh, we were, we were all motivating each other, just the competitiveness between all of us. It drove us all. So, but yeah, that particular game you're talking about. Yeah, dude, that was, that was the beginning. That was the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to think, and I'm jumping around a bit because you've got, so you've had this, 
you've had this career with baseball spanning from that time in the league all the way to uh, to the majors. I'm just I'm just curious. I'm curious to know uh, because those teams went on so 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 far. There was some really good really good talent, and you you see it during the College World Series when the 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 pitcher throws it and it says it shows like the major league equi- uh, equivalent, you know, and these kids right. throwing. Uh, it's, I think it, it's like 75, but the major league equivalent's 105 or right or right. something like that. So I'm curious to know um, from, from a batting perspective, from a hitting perspective, what mm-hmm. it was like to face the 12 year old, you know, versus a 25 year old facing, you know, facing a hard thrower. Does the perspective change? Does it change? much in, uh, in your eyes as far as what you're seeing or just kind of the way you approach it? Uh, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, I'll attack it first with just, you know, when you're young, you're, you're pure in the game. So you don't have a lot of factors that may be playing in your head. what you, what you hit like last game, uh, you know, you could, who's in this, did this happen? Uh, you know, did I make sure I took care of my grade, you know, things of that nature. You're just going to go play the game. Um, you're right. Uh, Wade Mahalski, uh, Zach by uh, Brandon threw pretty hard. A lot of those guys threw really hard. Uh, in our league, we had Evan Brewer. Um, mm-hmm. We had another guy, I forget his name. I played on his team on the A's, but uh, College Station Little League just in general, they were pumping some guys out. So I knew early I had to come on with it, if even if I wanted to play the game, to kind of go the distance uh, or to get in the correlation into college and all that. I would often think of little league of just when I'm slumping in college or when I was slumping in my league ball, like think of it so pure to where when you showed up to the park, when you were 12, all you could think about was getting a hit when you struck out, you didn't dwell. And I was pretty good at that in, in college ball and pro ball, you know, as you mature, you know, you, you figure out your own game and, and how you want to go about it, how you can, you know, be consistent and get some sort of success. So you can stay in the lineup, things of that nature. But, um, as a kid, I didn't really have that thought process. I just figured I could do it. And I, I was pretty confident in myself. And so, uh, yeah, when you go face Wade, I wasn't necessarily scared. And that's crazy, too. You know, a lot of kids kind of fizzle out around that age, uh, baseball-wise. You're going to get hit. You get hit in the arm. You get hit in the head, you know, somewhere. And then after that, you're pretty much timid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. I was pretty timid my entire life of playing baseball. And it comes and goes. I got very comfortable through high I got comfortable kind of in high school I got very comfortable my sophomore through senior year of college where <laughs> I just I was a student of the game at that time but being in Little League just being so pure yeah showing up to the park uh I talk about this with your brother and some of these kids that I coach every now and then um I got hit by your brother he hit me in the arm we were 12 years old and I get to first base and I feel the tears coming down my you know I feel them but they're about to come down. But I'm like, man, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. But it hurt like hell. It hurt like hell. The dude's throwing equivalent to what you're saying. I mean, he's probably yeah. throwing 95 or 96 or something. <laughs> Somewhere on there, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, motivate my own self to say, okay, I'm probably going to see this pitching from here on out if I want to compete. And I remember I didn't fully, I didn't cry. I just, I let pain subside and, you know, I went ahead and played the game. But you have to have a strong mindset. Then that's a different part of the game. As far as how fast the guy's throwing, um, is he going to hit the mitt? Are you going to stay in there? Are you going to pick your pitch and all that? So mm-hmm. when I got to college and I got to pro ball, uh, let, I'll say pro ball. You're the pro ball. I'm in low A rookie ball. You, you're getting a bunch of guys that are throwing 90, 92, 93 to 98, 99, and, and half of them know where it's going and half of them don't. 
and mm-hmm. you're trying to get a spot on double A, triple A, whatever major league guys see you. And so, uh, and that's quick, that's quick. And so just having to mentally put yourself in a state of I'll get a hit, but this ball could come and hit me and I'm struggling from the last two plate appearances. And, you know, did I really work hard enough in the cage and all that? You have all those mitigating factors because you're older, you're much more mature as opposed to 12 years old. Just, Hey, I just ate some pizza. Let's go hit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so your most individual success came, came from, ba- came from baseball as far as just kind of your journey and, cur- and career, but you're a three sport, you're a three sport athlete in high school also with, with football and with, and with basketball. And right. I, you know, I could not, I could also not do this episode without describing maybe one of the best front sports pages of the college station Eagle. And that is, <laughs> and, that it, and that is, and that is Mr. Williams himself standing over uh, hands. Yeah. <laughs> hands held high uh, over, the over, 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 over the woodlands in the Astrodome RIP. Yes. Um, yeah. Of all sorts, where they shut just shut out the Highlanders, which is, uh, for those not familiar, is a Texas is a Texas powerhouse in the high school football uh, world, and they they just laid they laid waste to them. And that Woodlands team, I believe, featured uh, Danny Amendola. They did Danny uh, Amendola, I believe. And then uh, there was um, was a Kyle was a Kyle Drabeck. Yeah, yeah, who's, who's yep. former Houston Astro Doug Drabeck's son, yep. who at the time was a real he was a really big, big deal. Yeah, um, he's a real. Deal. So I just, uh, but yes, I need, I need to hear, I need to hear the backstory, behind <laughs> the behind the image, because if this is a documentary, this this photo, this is the go to. <laughs> it may be the cover. It's the cover of the DVD, right? <laughs> of sort no, dude, so <laughs> whoever the photographer was, they were perfectly placed. And they they got you at just the the per, the perfect moment. So take me yeah, take me through uh, take me through just kind of the setup of what what that games we're talking. This was in the the high school football playoffs in Texas, yeah. I believe it was the second first round. round. It was it was the first round. Yeah, so it, it was, was, the, first uh, round, it was yeah. the first round. We played the Woodlands. We beat them. We play Round Rock Westwood next in Waco. We beat them. And then we lose to uh, Midland Lee, who we played earlier in the year, and beat them at home, whose quarterback was Matt Flynn, who was a backup yeah. to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, that's that's cool, Josh. I'm flattered <laughs> again. Uh, all of the above, dude. I really appreciate you bringing all that up, dude. Uh, that was an awesome moment. Uh, the moment was even better the next day, waking up, seeing that in the paper. You know, I still remember that morning, my mother, prior to us getting ready to go out uh, for our Saturday morning workout, she comes in, she gives me the paper. She says, check this out. You know, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, for me, Josh, uh, I had to stay humble in the situation. We were focused. Um, Baseball-wise, we were good. Basketball-wise, we were pretty good. Um, Just the group of athletes, and we can take it into football, we were so focused, and we had a lot of mature guys. Uh, we had some situations where we had a lot of meetings um, that were without coaches that year, and then Personally, for me that year, I went in uh, my senior year. I didn't want to play uh, summer baseball because I wanted to try to be the quarterback so bad. I wanted to try to beat out Wade so bad. So mm-hmm. I stayed in town and I worked with Coach Huff at the time. He was the head coach over at uh, College Station High School now. Mm-hmm. And I worked with him pretty religiously most of the summer. Uh, I got in real good shape. Uh, 
learned the quarterback position pretty well, went into, uh, went into the season or uh, preseason pretty confident. And, um, of course, Wade won, and, 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 and uh, rightfully so. Wade was a smart quarterback. He held the team down. He did what he needed to do, and he, he took us far. After that, they were kind of figuring out what they do with me. So uh, now we fast forward. Um, I had played a couple games wide receiver, and then I became, I, I became a wide receiver. So you get in that game, uh, I had a couple touches most, most of the year. I had some touches, things of that nature. We were winning, but the breakout was the, you know, the playoffs in that game, man. So, you know, I felt like hitting a home run when you're 12 years old, you want to jump around, which I did at that time. My first home run, you want to jump around, scream, and throw your hands in there, but you had to be humble in that moment. The funnier part about this is uh, I want to say I scored that touchdown and your brother's the kicker, right? So I'm the holder. <laughs> so uh, we walk up and your brother, he, at that time, your brother, is, he, he's, is, he's the man and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and me and him bicker and we have our own personal stuff that we do. So uh, I'm getting the tee from him. He's about to kick the field goal. And he goes, man, bro, you're having the game, dude. And I looked at him, and I was like, really? I, I, you know, I'm just playing. I'm nervous. I'm scared, you know, at the time, you know, or I don't know if I'm scared. You know, just the, just everything, right. adrenaline, everything. I'm just doing what I need to do. For us to kind of break down is, you know, you know, friendship-wise, you know, talk in, a, in an intense moment. You know, I love those things. But uh, for him to kind of make me realize that, too, it was real special and just fun. But uh, it was a team, just collective collectively for the team uh it was it was awesome for me individually to actually get what I think personally was my 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 shine my shot we should not want shine on a team which you should want your team to shine but of course individually if you know that you're pulling your part and you think you're a part of the team as far as you can do something I mean uh when you do get that time to shine and you are shining I mean, yeah, dude, it was it was everything you said, dude. And uh, that game in the Astrodome, we actually played in the Astrodome before they shut it down and mm-hmm. the original Texas Stadium before they shut it down, man. So That's that right. senior year was extremely memorable. Yeah. Do you remember the play it was that led to led to that photo? Yeah. Um, yeah, we just – we went in the huddle, way it goes. Yeah, I couldn't give you exact coordinates, stuff like that. I'm just going to say we did 99-something. So uh, – Right. Uh, we set up in our in our um, we set up in our wishbone. We set up in our wishbone where we had mm-hmm. the jet. You know, you were the quarterback uh, a couple of years later where you ran the jet very mm-hmm. well and took them deep, brother. So uh, <laughs> we were set up in that. But I was a lone wide receiver, and uh, Wade just calls the play. You know, he um, Huff actually gives you the play. I go in, tell Wade, hey, just you know, this is what we're doing. And I look at and we break the huddle. So I'm like, all right, we're about to go to me. I look at the uh, corner. And he set up sort of like kind of over top of me, but a little inside. And he was obviously much shorter than me. Not obviously, but I looked at him, he's much shorter than me. So just in my head, right before the play snapped, I said, I got to catch this ball. I just got to catch it. He threw it up. I went up, caught it. And then uh, I hear the crowd. I look up and I see my team coming at me. I was like, okay, this is even better. You know, I was like, I didn't drop it. So this is better. But when I looked at the crowd and I saw them all up, that was awesome. But that was the exact image that they took the picture of, dude. So what you're bringing up, man. So that's awesome. So that just uh, the very next morning when I got the paper, that just solidified it all. You know, it was just just that much better. And if I could just explain to people just how much sweeter it is to do that against the Woodlands. It's just. Yeah, dude. It's a chef's kiss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you ain't lying dude because they they had our number for years junior high and all that and they have a hey, the woodlands high school has uh quite some talent they always have what josh is saying is exactly true so uh man he's not lying yeah that was the cream of the crop <laughs> your class 
did this really memorable run, went really far in the football playoffs, made made playoffs in basketball, and then were number one in the nation at one one point in baseball. But for you, I was I was always fascinated by your journey because I as so as I said in the intro, you were drafted you were drafted in the 14th round in the major leagues. Wow. Yeah, you were only on varsity for one year at our <laughs> at our school. Yeah. You only made it as a senior. It is still yeah. the most baffling. Just <laughs> all the adjectives for confused <laughs> right. confusion. I just understand. <laughs> and I, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong because I felt like at the time there was so at our school the basketball season kind of mm-hmm. crosses in crosses in the baseball season. A little, so. a, a little bit and you stuck and you stuck it out and you stuck yeah. it out with, with basketball i feel like that was i, don't know, I feel like that was held again held against you of some sort or like just the fact that yeah you, yeah you were still deciding to play ba- mm-hmm. basketball and for some reason that that was good enough for them to to not have you on, on varsity until until the final and final year do you right. remember do you remember that time much and you know it never for, leaves me josh <laughs> for you was there a uh, yeah i guess just from where from your perspective what what was it like in playing and like in playing the two sports and if there was just any if there was anything else kind of going on going on behind the scenes that that play that played into it because it really like you were going you were going to you were going to camps being you know being noticed yeah, by schools. I want to say you. I want to say you were on the junior varsity during one camp that you went. You're like, yeah, I, I want to say yeah. that you went to a camp and like wowed everyone. Yeah, but I was there. But, but, but yeah. you were having to tell people like, no, I'm on J. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, so like, you know, varsity is full of major leaguers or something's going on, man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I I appreciate you bringing that up, man. Uh, it it never leaves me. God is good. I put that up. God is good. Uh, you know, uh, it never leaves me. It it was a motivating time in my life. Uh, I think it molded me personally. When you're when you're 11, when you when you're when you're six, when you're seven, when you're eight, you love baseball, man. You just want to play. That's all. And when you when you realize you have some talent, you know you'll do whatever. For me, when I was growing up, we grew up in the Michael Jordan era. We grew up with King Griffey Jr. We grew up with Barry Bonds. We grew up with Emmett Smith. And so going into high school, you know, I kind of knew, you know, I talked to your brother and a couple of my friends and all that. And I knew these guys were either going to be two sport athletes or one sport athlete. But I would, you know, growing up in College Station, we played. And where I grew up, you know, prior to moving out, you know, to Wimbledon, man, we, we hooped all the time. We played football. We played baseball. And I just went into high school going, I'm not going to let a high school coach, if I feel like I'm talented enough and will put the work in to play for a team, to tell me that I can't play a sport. And it got to that point. You know, some people in the baseball world, especially nowadays, they can say maybe I hurt myself in that or not. And then my argument would be, well, you know, we're in high school. You know, this is just high school. It's not scholarship made, you know, things of that nature. Of course, we're trying to get people to the next level, but you're supposed to evaluate talent and use the talent as if you see it, use it and, and motivate it and help it. You know, we're children. So um, going into high school, I knew that I was probably going to run into stuff like that, but I was very naive to it. I just felt like I was going to work real hard. And when football comes up, I want to try out for the football team and make it. And when basketball comes up, I love Michael Jordan and, 
Kobe's about to start, you know, in the NBA and when we're in seventh day, I forget what years we are, but you know, right. it's just so much motivation on television that I loved. And we were never in the house all the time. We were always playing something. So I had to play everything I wanted to do. And here's another thing too. Um, and I won't, you know, uh, a lot of the guys, I won't take it away from them. We were a very motivated group when we were younger. A lot, you could, you could talk to Bobby, you could talk to Zach, you could talk to Kyle, you could talk to Wade, any of those guys. We were kind of talking about our future at a young age. So some of these guys, you know, you go to Aggie, Aggie camp or something, they had an idea that they wanted to, you know, go to AM and play baseball. So that was kind of cool. It gives you a motivation of that. So what I was trying to bring up with that is I knew I wasn't going to be a three-sport college athlete if I got to play college sports. So I'm going to do it all while I'm a young person because I'll never get this time again, ever. I'll never mm -hmm. get high school again. I'll never get to try to play on a basketball team. I'll never try to get to play baseball and football all at once. I just, why not see what's best for me, see what I like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um, you're right. That junior year that I was getting moved up seldomly when the big games came in on varsity and my best friend, he's moved up his junior year, his sophomore year and my other guys I played with since I was nine years old. And, you know, I'm in the same lineup as them and I'm going to camps. I'm doing this and that, yada, yada. And they're moved up and they're getting these ops. Yeah, it 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 it, it, it set in big time. It set in 100 percent. But I'll tell you this personally, it made it turned me into a believer of working really hard. I always what kept me pushing. And I think nowadays a kid like like me or you know, I'm trying not trying to give myself credit for that. Like I'm the best. But a kid like me would have probably quit. He'd probably quit his sophomore year, freshman year. A lot of these kids nowadays, yeah. you know, coaches are trying to tell them, hey, play multiple sports. But a lot of these kids come in and they're just baseball guys or they're just basketball guys or they're just football guy. And um, that's them. You know, that's your own experience. And maybe it'll help you in the future. And a lot of guys, it has helped. A lot of guys, it can hurt. You know, I think those other sports helped me in baseball. Um, but just that in the beginning. So getting to my junior year, yeah, man, playing JV and, watching my best friends get to play on varsity and things of that nature and having baseball practice with them and hitting the ball as hard as they are running as fast, if not faster than some um, competing, 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 having those guys even tell you a few things. Hey man, wow. That, you know, it was, you know, that, that's when it started to become like, you know, it set in, but I really just started becoming a believer of somebody's going to see me. I'm just here at Anderson Consolidated. I'm here in College Station. I will get an op one day. And that's when I began with, you know, when you asked me that, I said, God is good. You know, you see somebody with talent, get them seen and 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 let them let them go from there, man. And and as a high school coach, you know, aspiring to be again and has, has done it before. I take that professionally to the fullest, you know, um, my experience. Definitely. So it, I will say this much, Josh, uh, especially as a teenager, it was a struggle. It was motivating. There was more struggles than it was motivating. It was hearing everybody else. Uh, we're going to perfect game. I'm getting this opportunity. We're going to go here. I get to go here. This and that. Knowing you're talented enough, but not getting to say the things. So it just motivated me more, man. It motivated the hell out of me, dude. And mm -hmm. and that's where it was from there, man. If I answered that kind of correct. <laughs> right. I guess in the moment, just with the motivation, was there conversations or, you know, approaching the coaches during during that time, especially when you're, you know, during, you know, during these practice, during these practices. Oh, yeah. You're being successful again against varsity pitching and var var and varsity hitting. Mm -hmm. um, so what uh, I guess what's kind of go going on there when you're actually you're literally showing it on, on the field. 
that you're yeah. you're standing toe to toe, if not above above the star the starters on the varsity team, but you're right. still kind of being held back. I you know uh, I kind of caught on to that to the to all that to all the uh, hearsay. I caught on to that. Uh, I got a good taste of that in my youth when we were uh, eleven and twelve. Uh, playing for some tournament teams, you know, so there was a little rift there, you know, and that's parents being parents. Uh, when we got to high school, though, um, I still had my, you know, my my close circle, my family having my backing. Of course, they, you know, they voiced their opinion. But at that time, I saw the the tournament group, the parents. Um, I want to say that a couple of those guys, and I know I don't want to say I want to say I know for a fact that they were they were vouching for me, man, and. Uh, and that was cool to see. That was cool to see. And, um, you know, I'll talk about my exposure with somebody in that group that helped that out, you know. Um, and so we were a great family in that. That's why I always say uh, you guys will be my brothers no matter where life's taking us and things of that nature. We spent too many summers together and, and getting our talents to where, you know, we were the number one team in the nation our senior year. So we worked hard for it. Yeah, dude. Uh, of course, there were there was conversations. I'd hear it. I'd hear it. What was real cool was hearing my teammates rally, but I didn't want to be that guy that, you know, and in a way too, it marked me as, you know, I didn't want to be felt sorry for, or I didn't want to, you know, oh, well, you know, this and that. I, I wanted to just, I just wanted to show up like a dude, play the game. And if you give me my shot, I'll do what I can do. And, and then hopefully go from there. But I want a shot though. I want a shot. And I want a shot. Like I think I should get a shot, you know, and and so uh, seeing some of the guys in my community, uh, my baseball community, kind of rallying some of the parents and then, of course, my family circle. Yes. Yes, Josh. There was definitely uh, some talk, but obviously not strong enough to where uh, things were made. Think changes were made, you know, so I know silver lining is the right word, but I remember just <laughs> I always I always I always admired and found it really cool because I I can remember being on the side at the dinner table you know and my and my brother you know or my dad just saying like how stupid of a decision that was well, just kind of hearing and not and then when Zach had friends over had, had you over how that was just kind of an open topic of of, of conversation just kind of this yeah this, oh, this open this open out outcry of like this is a very wrong decision that's going uh right. go, going on so like uh, i don't know i don't know because I, I feel like uh i feel like when stuff like that's going on it's kind of a behind closed doors you know maybe say it in, say it in secret but just to kind of hear it i feel like whenever the subject was brought up around anyone like i guess within that within the kind of in that baseball circle at the time right. i felt like that was that was always up there and i was I, I at least I remember looking back. I was like, at least I was confident that you were aware, just like of the support that was around you during uh, uh, during during that time. So I always thought that was that was cool, cool to see. Yeah, dude, what was going on? I, yeah, I think it was a hundred percent cool. And uh, honestly, man, you know, uh, you know, I'll speak with your brother and all that, and uh, he he'll he'll kind of bring it up from to that day. But um, actually, my senior year too, uh, that particular year uh, after my junior year, or. You know, uh, when we made our run and things of that nature, and I actually did get my shot, you know, those guys did rally, man. Uh, they were very supportive, your brother and all those guys. And uh, to see them, again, Josh, it kind of goes back to, like, I didn't want it, you know, it was, I'd almost put a target on my back. Like, you know, you have you have pressure. Okay, here's your op. 
baseball is already hard enough as it is, you know, um, hell, I can look back at the playoffs. I didn't hit too well in the playoffs. We were facing guys throwing 93, 94, 95. My only argument would be baseball wise in preparation, you know, uh, and things of that nature for me personally. But um, yeah, the guys were rallying around me, man. And so I love that, but it was, it, it wasn't weird. It was cool. It was just, they were seeing the talent. They were seeing what's going on, but they were like, yeah, put him up here with us and you know, all that other stuff. And they were just very supportive. You know, I didn't want to, you know, I don't think I held my head down to low in school and, they, and all of that other stuff. I just, I just, you know, I try to, I try to go day by day and just really I always had in the back of my head, somebody's going to see me. Somebody's going to see me. Somebody's going to see me. I'll get my, op, I'll get my, op, I'll get my, op, you know, and not trying to sound conceited, just wanting that up. That's all it was. But uh, yeah, man, my teammates, uh, along with uh, that small baseball community, but my teammates rally, your brother and everybody, man, they really did. So now, uh, yeah, we mentioned before, you're now in the, you're in the coaching world. Now you've got the coach on that same A&M Consolidated School and some other lo- uh, local schools. How was kind of that, how was that experience both from your time in high school and then even afterwards in college? How has that kind of informed how you look at and, and coach uh, a player that whose shoes you were, you were once in once upon a time, man. Uh, I go in it. I go in it as exactly how my experience was. And so what I would take away from that is, is I would, I would try to prep talent that you see that you see, you know, uh, like, you know, getting drafted, you go, you're drafting prospects. So you, you, you see talent, you see prospects, freshmen, sophomore, a lot of kids nowadays are making varsity freshmen, sophomore, but that's because of talent at that higher level. Um, you know, granted six, eight, five, a, you get to the lower schools and of course you're going to have a little bit more freshman, sophomore, lower classmen, but, um, get to that level. As far as me coaching those guys and sharing my experience, I make sure that I do not, I make sure that I have to know that I'm teaching and coaching a kid. They are kids. They, their responsibility is to show up to the school and be a student and to be an athlete. I should not be able to dictate how often they're being exposed, especially, especially if they're talented enough and have some sort of magnitude where they, where you can see some, you know, see some future in them. And so for me as a coach, um, you know, I take it, uh, not last year, but the year before, um, pretty talented. We had some guys in the younger class, very talented, immediately putting in there and, and of the, uh, the other staff and good, good enough that they already realized, you know, we're already trying to develop the talent smart. Why? By the time they're sophomore, junior, senior, they're, you know, the talent developed, they're good. They're at the point where we need them to be. They're also very good athletes. So at that time, who knows, their talent could be at its potential prior to getting to another level. And it helps everybody overall. It helps everybody overall. The team wins. This kid gets his exposure and you go from there. So I took this job. I take these jobs when I go in coaching that you definitely you're you're there to help the kid for their future and not yourself, not your state championship, not your district championship. Yes, those are those are the goals that you're pitching to the administrator, to the city. Of course, that's your personal goal and that's the team goal and that's everybody's goal. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, you're going to a school and you're meeting new kids and you don't know how everybody's background and, and all that. So you need to play the role. And I, that's what I do. I play the role of uh, inspiring 
helping and make sure that they can get all the potential that they have to the next level. And so I've definitely taken my high school, my personal high school experience into coaching for sure. You you mentioned exposure and definitely in the, especially in the world of college sports. I mean, you already just when, when a kid's being recruited and he's announcing like his top 10 schools he wants to do, they make these big Photoshop and big announcements on Twitter and it makes right. like big, big news. And it really does. Uh, like college fans are always up to date yeah. on that. And this is coming when, you know, these kids are from 15 to 18 year, years old. I guess now, like, as a coach on that side of things, what have, has there been any, I guess, differences when it comes to personalities or just kind of or issues that play players face that maybe because in our, you know, when we're in high school, social media was, Right, it was an idea at that point. <laughs> yeah, at that point, and maybe just, we had my we had my we're in the days of MySpace. Um, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> has that has that changed kind of the outlook of players that you that you interact with and just in kind of the experiences that they that they face in high school and on the field? Yeah, I'll say that, and I got to be smart about it. You know, uh, not so hard nose. You know, uh, mm-hmm. been an athlete coming from our era. So we grew up in the 90s, you know, graduated early 2000. You know, uh, we were coached by the guys that were, you know, coming up. We were coached by your dad and uh, those guys. So they were hard nosed. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you hear the – you hear, you know, small tidbits on is, has coaching gotten, you know, a little bit more favorable towards the, you know, the the kid or parent, you know, or the situation and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, um the coaches, when we were growing up, they I felt like we were a little bit more hardcore. I went into coaching a little bit timid at the time of trying to figure out how to approach a kid with certain situations that I was approached with that were much more, that were used more often, okay? And so, you know, nowadays for us, yeah, social media plays a giant role. A lot of things, Josh, uh, to be honest with you, man, uh, I kind of take away I don't want to bash them, but there, it's just a lot. You can tell social media plays a major role uh, in the development of these children, especially as far as athletics. It's good and it's it, it's it's good and it's bad, in my opinion. It's uh, not so much bad. Um, of course, you can find the bad out there uh, in uh, many many facets. But the good part is uh, they get exposure, dude. They get exposure. So um, a kid like me or somebody else uh, that wasn't getting that exposure, you can make your exposure that quick. Um, Mm -hmm. But you do, you see the difference. You've had Mike Leach come up. You've had, you've had all these, um, Augie Garrido. Mm -hmm. um, Let's see, uh, who are these, some of these coaches, Roy Williams retired. I know they're older now, but they're also retiring and having some sort of opinion about the game, you Mm -hmm. know, just in the generality. And um, some of them, you know, kind of pertaining to or their points or pointing their points and subjects to the player and the aspect of preparation and how they developed in high school prior to it, all sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, dude, just the my opinion, the athlete is a little bit different from when we were growing up. Of course, that's going to be different. Yes, it's a different age, different era and all that, but it's a little bit different. So for us to coach, we have to understand that and take it in this era, so to speak without me, you know, kind of getting myself in that conversation or, you know, explanation. What's been a, a favorite moment or experience of yours uh, uh, as a coach? Um, 
interacting with the kids on a daily, uh, you find out you, uh, you fall in love with the kids just because um, you're with them a uh, hundred and so 60 some days out of the year. So you're with them all the time. When you, when you see the impact, when you see the impact that you may make or you do make, um, it just makes it all that much better. And a lot of coaches, you go, I go to these coaches conventions or you, you just hear your coaches or just, you know, guys that coached you in high school, you know, and I mean, I think they're lying sometimes when they say that's, that's joke wise, but uh, they say when you coach, you feel like you're not working. Uh, well, I beg to differ because they, they will coach the crap out of you. I promise you that much, but it is fun to be out there just with those kids interacting that part. And then me, Josh, uh, last year uh, or the year before, uh, they threw me in a Texas history teaching. So I was a Texas history teacher out of nowhere. Never thought I'd teach. Never thought I'd teach Texas history. <laughs> None of that. So uh, how many movies cheers. did y'all watch that, that year? But yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say uh, we'll give them a good five minutes between me and you in the podcast. <laughs> but uh, no, just, just the interaction with the kids and different backgrounds uh, and the impact. That'll make that makes it that much better. And so it's hard for when you do leave the school or you leave for that summer or you know you're going somewhere else that you made. You spent that entire year to make relationships. You see progress, you care, and then you might have a career decision or you might have to do figure out what you got to do or there's another opportunity or you're still there. So but yeah, man, it's it, I loved it. I love every bit of it. Uh, just building those relationships, you know. I did. I did want to take I, I didn't want to take time last year things happened of course <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. too, too, oh, many, yeah. too many too many too many too too many to to count um, right and uh especially with events with racial injustice going going on yeah you, you were you were one of the first people that i that i thought about uh when when that was going on um i'm so i'm i'm sorry to say that and to say that even yeah last year it was some of those it was eye-opening for me to like to look back on on things mm-hmm. and it made me think about you because I because even though there's these wonderful there's one these wonderful baseball memories wonderful sports memories but I remember specifically with baseball you were usually the only black kid on on the team yeah and I yeah. um and I was just kind of oblivious to that because you were just you were best friends with my brother and we just had so many good times and I you know I just I just didn't I didn't give enough thought of just kind of what that experience must have been like with you and then also in the football locker room as well even though there's so much camaraderie there but I think uh, I think we could say at our school there's a there's a there's a variety of crowds oh yeah <laughs> there you know yeah. and some and some good and you know and um, mm-hmm. some some not as not as much you know and i can right and i remember thinking back you and zach just talk, talking about some uh, you know just times where you know where racist remarks were made were made to you yeah. or, or said, said yeah. to you on guy on guys on on the team or or at yeah. school and it was it was still it was just it was jarring to hear it at uh, at the time um, right because i think i think grow i think growing up from our perspective i think racism to us was like hearing the n-word now yeah and it just yeah. kind of and it was kind of ended there and it just kind of ended there right we did and we didn't take the extra step of you know what and we didn't they're like how things are said or how things you know how things mm-hmm. are messaged or uh mm-hmm. perceived um so i just i i just thought it would be really good to to be able to connect with you more and just hear more about 
that experience and just how that translated to today, just both as a coach and at, as right. a man yourself. Cause it's just, um, even though it's still evolving, um, and, uh, change yeah. and change and changing a bunch. Um, yeah, that was just, yeah, I was just curious to hear, hear about just how that time from that, from that perspective of things. Cause I'm sure it's just, um, a mix, a mixture, you know, we're talking about all these, you know, really, right. really fun. And we're laughing about all the things, but I'm sure there's, you know, a, a mix right. of not so good emotions and some, and some hurt there. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Um, you know, growing up, growing up in Texas, growing up in America, you know, you, you know, as a teacher, you see it, you see it with these young students, uh, you know, it's cool to see, you know, these seventh graders, sixth graders, fifth graders, they're all interacting and, and, you know, you never know which route they're going to go in the next couple of years where their thought process, what at home is being said and how they really will think, you know, and uh, with the climate of what was going on prior to 2020, you know, you even thought. So it was always in the back of your head, just just hoping that, you know, some of these kids will get a message, turn out a certain way without thinking so biased or a certain way just from uh, maybe how they were raised or what the, you know, whatever experience they may have taken away from it, you know, and maybe staying humble in it and being accepting overall. Mm -hmm. um, the baseball part I'll bring up first. It's so funny you brought that up. It's hilarious. Uh, growing up. Yeah. I was, I was one of only, I, I say that often to myself sometimes just joke wise. Um, it is, it, it's not bad or nothing, but you know, I was mm -hmm. one of only one brother on pretty much every team I've ever played uh, with in college baseball. Uh, that was, I got to see some other people like me play baseball and I thought it was cool. It was, just, it was just cool. I never wanted to be like a thing of like, Oh my God, like I'm left out or there's some people I can gravitate to, but then it goes into, yeah, there is at times. Um, <laughs> I had a, I had a player that I played with uh, in Alaska. His name's uh, Chase Darno. He played in the major leagues. He went to Pepperdine. His brother is the uh, catcher for the Atlanta Braves. His, his brother's Travis Darno. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Chase called me, uh, Chase called me probably about four months ago, and we haven't spoke since Alaska. Chase played in the big leagues, all that. So he's the one that made it out of the Alaska locker room and a couple others. So, But Chase brought up an interesting point with me when he talked to me. He brought up conservatism in baseball. And uh, he brought up – what's his name? So-and-so Alex – not Alex Jones. So-and-so Jones, who's, uh, who's a center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles, and uh, a couple other – black baseball players. And uh, it was at the time of, um, you know, social unrest and things of that nature, at, you know, in the time at, at the country. And um, there were some articles being said, you know, about particular cities. I think uh, Jones, uh, Adam Jones, who is, is who it was. Yeah, uh, he had something to say about Boston and stuff like that. What I took from all of that was Chase Darno, you know, first off, he reached out to me, you know, hey, let's catch up. But then he brought up that specific topic with the, uh, with what was going on in the country. And I thought it was really cool to hear that these big leaguers often felt like I felt kind of, you know, not so much secluded, but you do get that. You, you will get that now growing up here. And what I mean by that, you do get that other side of, I guess, a small bit of racism. Yeah, dude, it, it does exist. Uh, growing up here, um, I was highly accepted by my other, my, the people that don't look like me, my other half, uh, mm -hmm. my best friend was your brother and I was in your household a hundred percent, a lot of the time, not a hundred percent, but a lot of time, you know? So, and every one of y'all family wise, I don't know what was said when I'm not there and that's fine. Y'all don't know what was said in my household, but we, when we all saw each other, it was just, it was great. 
and we were family and and it was fun. Now, amongst that bickering and things of that nature, you would start to figure out who was who and who would say certain things around. And I'm not trying to throw, you know, throw out certain names and stuff, right. but it was definitely it was definitely out there. And um, at times a little bit more than often. It was never it was never to a point where you you felt like you needed to get to a point where I was going to get mad and start fighting. But, um, yeah, Josh, a lot of it, you 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 get tired of it. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to you don't always want to hear that when you walk up in a room and, you know, here so and so is here or some some's here. You know, it's like, what? You know, like all the time. And and mm -hmm. so um, when we were playing Little League ball or when we were playing tournament ball, we played the Grays. They were from Houston. They were all black team. And I'll never forget playing them and just looking at them and seeing a bunch of brothers that are like me, but they are talented in baseball. They don't play football. They don't play basketball. It's like, this is cool. They play baseball. Yay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like sharing the field with that. But um, going back to what Chase Darnold told me about Adam Jones and hearing it from a, a major league standpoint, me feeling that way. Uh, I want to give my own town, you know, the benefit of the doubt, you know, I was accepted. I was a part of the baseball. I, I was the baseball crew with them. But yes, I was the brother in the crew. So and and it was just in due time. It was, I mean, uh, with all fun. It was all fun mm -hmm. and games. But yeah, in a way, you know, sometimes you 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 take away from that experience. You don't like it. Um, college, it became more of a more of a rude awakening. Now you're not playing with guys from College Station. Now you're playing with guys from Schulenburg. Now you're playing with guys from Brownswood. Now you're playing mm -hmm. with guys from Viter. Now you're playing mm -hmm. with guys from, you know, Southeast Houston, North Dallas. So, mm -hmm. and you're the kid from college station. So you go in and this is bad for me. I used to go into some of those situations, finding out what towns they were and then seeing, you know, how they would react to me. And uh, you would get some teammates are very open, real cool. Mm -hmm. Some of those guys, you can tell they were to themselves because that's just who they were. You know, they weren't really sociable people, but then you could tell the other guys that just, Hey, I'm not the one, I'm not the one brother, and, you know, and keep it over there and, and as the season goes on, you hear from a couple other teammates, things of that nature, yada, yada. And so you feel your place on the team or you understand where you stay away from or your own identity at the time is you're still strong within yourself. So you don't let that mitigate your play, but you know it exists. I, don't, I, didn't, really trickle, I didn't really try to trickle all that into the politics after because after high school, everything was better for me. You know, so I got to see that, you know, so I kind of it kind of took me away from the high school aspect of me just trying to throw anything out there. Why, why didn't you get my shot? Was this, what's that? Was this, what's that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then you're hearing adults saying all of this and you're still a kid at the time, a teenager, but we, you know, trying to mature, but you're hearing all this from your circle. So now you're starting to form an idea from that and your personal idea. And then now you mature and you're like, Oh man, maybe I am getting a few answers and maybe this is as broad as I thought. And maybe I was just a little bit more naive to it and, trying to be blind just to be more accepted and try to try to do what I need to do and just don't go out there really thinking that just go play the game, you know? And, and so, um, and so with that too, um, I actually, it's kind of sad to say, I look at the game, college world series, beautiful to me. Grew up here in college station. Um, uh, I'll just say this. I actually, I actually look at, I actually look at certain college baseball teams and seeing the numbers wise and how diverse they are growing up here. when I went to an Aggie game, I think I saw Dale Lindsay. That was yep. it. Yep. Um, um, I think Marvin Johnson was a great recruiter, not taken away from that, but I thought I think I saw Dale Lindsay once. I know Houston's right up the road. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it was baseball too. So we all know brothers really wasn't, you know, but then again, we know they were. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so nowadays you're watching and you got Trey Faltines, a shortstop for Texas. You got a couple other guys out there. You got, it's a real, you know, uh, uh, um, Kumar Rockers, the starting pitcher for Vandy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's cool to me to watch. Uh, North Carolina State's got some good players. It's cool to me to watch a diverse team as opposed to old LSU 80s, old LSU 70s. And, and they sprinkle mm-hmm. it in, too. And so I've been trying to figure out, Josh, too, uh, along with this argument and my self-reflection of I got to do the uh, – I got to do the stats on how many of us were playing baseball back then. But then again, I mean, that's just another, that's a side point to that, man. Just in reality. Yes, bro. It existed. Um, some places more than other one that stood out the most. We're still on that subject. Uh, when I was at MCC, when I was in McLennan community college, I lived in China spring and um, in China spring, they told us that uh, this was one of the groundbreaking areas for, uh, you know, one of the good groups back in the day one of the major groups back in the day. And so uh, I felt that there, I felt that there. And um, it, it matured me really quick. I'd be safe about some things. And I had a couple of teammates, uh, like I just told you, you know, guys from all over that would tell me about certain things. So, and for them to be so open about it, it also put a perspective in my head. These guys are so open to tell me certain things in their lives or who is this way or whatever, whatever we are in, you know, this is as real as it is, as it gets, you know, and maybe I'm trying to block it out, but it's as real as it is, you know? So yeah, particular situations of parties or, or game wise, certain teammates. I've had it all, dude. Wow. Is that, if that kind of answers, is that kind of answer right? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a kind of right answer, but. <laughs> but right. Okay. Uh, and so hold on. And so hold on. I want to tackle. So you got the, you got the, the unrest in 2020, 2019 prior to, Mm-hmm. and all that and you just know that going into a profession as a teacher you have to keep that in the back of your head too yeah of just family family wise it, it, you know all the backgrounds like i said all the backgrounds of the children that you're bringing in and you got to make sure that you that you you know provide the information and the tutelage to those kids minus all that other stuff and if you do see it you know make sure that you try to try to help that person flourish in another aspect so they don't just go down a certain way where it could be disastrous for them in the end, you know, and it, they don't turn out to be, you know, this way, you know, race, racist or, you know, misogynistic things of that nature. So, but as far mm-hmm. as me and baseball, man, yeah, dude, uh, being the only brother out on the field all the time, I'd always wonder where's that other brother at or, Oh, there's some couple of brothers over there. And then, yeah, having to deal with a couple of teammates here and there and whatnot with their certain opinions, uh, it was crazy. I had a kid from uh, this is the last story I'll say. I had a kid from Southeast Houston when I was in MCC, uh, the Bush years. Uh, he just had to come up to me uh, probably probably three times a week during practice and have to say some sort of, you know, political debate. Basically, just labeling me as whatever side he thinks, you know, mm-hmm. and and based off of whatever I guess he sees my skin or I I don't know. So you know, but just that interaction with that guy on a daily. Let me know, you know, hey, the ro- the world's a little bit realer, a little bit more real outside of Brian College Station. It's all peachy keen around here, man. But you know, okay. <laughs> we will end it on a on a light on a lighter note. Um, ba- uh, back to the back to the fun time. So there's two there's two questions I like to end each uh, each podcast with. Gotcha. So I'll wrap I'll wrap it up. So the first one, 
I mean, you got this, you got this gallery to choose from. So I don't know how you're going to answer this question, but we (laughs) these amazing, cool, cool moments you got to be a part of. Uh, but I wanted, but I wanted to ask and give you, uh, give you the chance. Uh, what was a moment in your life that made you feel like the coolest person in the world? Uh, cool, man. Awesome question, man. Um, when I was getting drafted out of high school, um, yeah, that, that made me feel amazing. Uh, yeah. What we talked about earlier and the struggles of just getting seen, getting my opportunity. <laughs> and then Josh, uh, you know, it's, it's all a dream. You just dream it. And then when the reality was starting to set in, you didn't know what to do. And so all I really did was just, I kept saying humble this whole podcast. I wanted to show out. I wanted to jump for joy. I wanted to tell people certain things and all of that, but you couldn't, you couldn't, you knew that could, that situation could be taken away. But the moment I felt the coolest at that time was all the struggles and just all the hard work and all the dreaming and all of that. And it finally came to fruition. And now you walk the halls and you get pulled out of class and there's a couple of scouts here and then you go to BP and there's some scouts here from the majors. And it's in front of all the big guys that you grew up with. They were on soft, they were on varsity sophomore year, junior year. They got, they're telling you this and that. And you, and, and it was just, it was, that part, that time, that that part in time in my life was timeless, and uh, I can never forget it. Yeah, it was just uh, finally everything was starting to form up, form you know, come into form for me, man. Uh, all that hard work, and uh, like I said in the beginning, God is good. So I just always kept my eye on the prize, kept working hard, and at that senior year, walking the halls and knowing that somebody's finally calling, and it wasn't just college; it was the pros. So it it pissed me off, but it was also like, all right, man, let's get it, you know. So that time for sure that's awesome and then lastly or a final question what is the what is the last thing big or small that brought you joy man that's what's up what is the last thing big or small that brought me joy uh josh um my family my family will and has but my family will bring me joy um now that we're older, I'm in my mid thirties, man. It's really, it's just seeing everybody prosper. I, I feel like I'll try to, you know, take control of my life as much as I can, God willing. And however I can do for myself, but I like to, I like to support everybody else. You know, I appreciate you talking about my youth and all that stuff. It was hard work, but I think God blessed me and it was amazing. It was amazing ride. It was very fun. So you know, I want to sit back as older, man. I know we still got plenty of time. We got two more things left. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're just now finishing that first leg. We're about to hit that second leg for us. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in, um, you know, what fulfills me is just family fulfillment, seeing, seeing my family prosper, seeing my friends prosper, seeing their children prosper. Um, and a specific, um, I can't even be, I can't even, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a great question, dude. That was a great question, dude. Uh, I guess, I guess uh, my family and every, all of y'all, you know, talking to you, you have a kid seeing everybody, uh, my brothers and sisters, they have some kids. Uh, we're growing up. My Zach, you know, just watching us grow up. That's cool, man. If that kind of, I don't know if that kind of answers anything for me personally, individually, man, I feel like I'm going to be in control of my own destiny. So whatever happens, whatever y'all do here, you can call me, you can ask me, I can give you the true story, whatever it may be. But 
I I just felt like I did my I did my thing and my you know I was working so hard at that time I you know got the baseball stuff that was cool now I'm just working and whoever else is next you know I want to see that of course I have my personal goals but yeah I just want to see everybody else prosper man love it well I'll leave you with a final uh, word of inspiration and that's your you're looking good you're never mistaken you're gonna hit the club in the throwback true ache man mob. So- Man, <laughs> ah, Josh hit him with DSR. That's a great quote, my brother. Oh, please, man. please send me that YouTube of that. Die, I got you on that. And uh, before you say your closing moments, man, first of all, I'm proud of you, dude. Uh, like I said, I watched you since I was a little boy when we were little boys, man. You were a real cool cat growing up, man. You're real quiet, just real chill. You did what you needed to do. On point, man. So I'm proud of you, dude. I appreciate you reaching out to me. Uh, if you need anything in the, in the near future, 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 man, just let me know. We'd love to see you in person, though, bro. And uh, go from there, man. Uh, our childhood, I was at your house at uh, 4906 Bay Oaks. Way too long, brother. So um, mm-hmm. you were way a part of that, dude. And uh, Josh, honestly, man, I appreciate you having me on the podcast and bringing up some of those memories, man. Uh, I did. Growing up, I didn't, I didn't feel like, a, you know, a lot of people really thought about that or not. But, you know, now that I'm a little older and kind of interacting with a few people, I think it was it's kind of cool. You know, those other guys had some stories, too. But I'm glad my stories being heard, too. And I appreciate you Give me that opportunity to do big time, man. But I love you, bro. And you're great, yeah. dude. I was always I was always Elle's biggest fan. Yeah, so, man, you're awesome. Dude. I appreciate your time, Chase. And uh, yes, let's reunite next time. I'm in the homeland. I got you, brother. Thank you.